Well, that music can only mean one thing. Well, it can mean two things. But right now, what it means is that you're on another journey with Prakash. Yes, that's me. And welcome to the third installment of the People Who Interest Me podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, guys, stop it, stop it, stop it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, tonight we have one of the funniest Indian comedians. South Asian or Indian? I don't know. Can be both, actually. Yeah, whatever doesn't offend people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of the, well, just one of the funniest people in general you'll ever meet. Yeah. Uh, get the opportunity to hear his stand-up. Oh, my Lord. You'll roll on the floor laughing. And R-O-F-L, as the kids like to say. So let's give it up for the one, the only, Paul Verghese. All right. Hey. So, All right. Thank you. That's plenty. That's plenty. So much. Huge crowd today. Humongous yeah, crowd here. Yeah. How did so, you pack it in, Josh? How did you pack it in? <laughs> so I, I apologize. Is it Varghese or Varghese? It's Varghese. Or, Varghese. Okay, I apologize. I, call, I said Varghese. No, no, I do no, apologize. It's, it's, no, no, it's a. Uh, it means I'm not famous enough yet. So as soon as <laughs> as soon as it, once it becomes in the lexicon, that's when you know everybody will know how to pronounce it. So it's totally fine. <laughs> I'm just going to refer to you as Paul. Okay, that's cool. That works. You nailed yeah, that one. Yeah, Paul. There you go. <laughs> so what's going on? What's going nothing on, much, Paul? N- nothing much, man. Just uh, in here in Dallas, man. I, we moved to the suburbs about a year ago. We lived in Dallas proper. We live right outside of Dallas now in an in an Indian neighborhood. Uh, okay. Wasn't on purpose, but uh, <laughs> I, I didn't realize it until like literally the very first night we were here. Like there was just, there were people walking and like, you know, walking outside. And I was like, okay, they might be like, you know, like maybe Dominican or maybe whatever. But they had their hands clasped behind their back, the small of their back. I was like, oh, that's an uncle. That's an uncle. <laughs> And so, like, we just, like, last year, we, we've always lived in apartments, right? And so, like, yeah. last year was a, we're in a townhome now. Last year was the first time we had Halloween. And yeah. uh-huh. this, Indi- this Indian couple, none of the Indian kids came over to our place. None of them. Like, it just, they just go to who they know. But this one couple across, they came across with their baby. And their baby, uh, their other, the Halloween outfit was the baby, obviously brown. It was a hat, it was an avocado in half. And the baby's brown face was the pit. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed a little racist, but it, but they did it. I mean, it, it's the perfect it's the perfect Halloween outfit for little brown kids. So, so it was very cute. Wow! Oh man! <laughs> and like that's not even a joke. Like that happened, and I, I saw it. I was like, man, that's brilliant. Like even when I tell people, people yeah. are like, you made that up, right? I'm not even smart enough to make up that kind of outfit, man. That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just a little taste. Of Paul's humor, man. I, I've been—I I kid you not. What I, I've been—I was at work all day, and I just, you know, I was doing my work, but in the background, I had all your stand-up up. So, oh, okay, awesome. So, um, uh, <laughs> I'm well versed on the okay. on Paul. <laughs> I even have a little bit of a clip to play you guys later. So, yeah. Uh, without Paul's permission, of course, I just took it off the internet. But oh, um, whatever, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter, man. You can. Yeah. I used to fight the bootlegging thing, and then I was like, mm-hmm. why, why, why? It doesn't matter, you know. If it goes, I have enough jokes in yeah. the quiver in case in case one goes viral, and I can never do it again. So, bootleg away. <laughs> bootleg. I feel like I, I don't know. I don't know how much of a like a Bollywood fan you are, but um, back in the day, uh-huh. they, like you know, they would have like the DVD stores. 
We yeah. need to get you like your your Bollywood movies and uh-huh. it, everything was bootleg, man. Yeah, oh, everything. Everything was in. If I if we, I don't know what what uh, what year you were born, but ours was. Yeah. They would have the big ledger that they would open up and and fill it out in pen, your name and your phone yes. number. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. I mean, we were we were Netflix before Netflix. There were no late fees, zero late fees. <laughs> like, I go ahead. No, no, yeah. I, I when you, I, I just took me back. I remember. So, I I live in a town now called uh, Staten Island, New York. Okay. But before I moved here, I used to when I was a child, I lived in the Bronx. Okay. And there was this one store, and the guy, which you when you said the ledger. You know, you they would you would you would walk in there, and give them your book, like your number in the book. Yeah. You would turn to that page. Yes. And just write it down. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they, they didn't call you. You could keep it for two weeks, two years. Yeah. yeah. Every Indian uncle in the eighties had a movie that they didn't actually buy that they rented to own, basically. <laughs> two dollars, and you just keep it. So two dollars, yeah. I mean, sometimes there were copies of copies. I remember there was yes. a part of a movie at the end of the movie, like a little. <laughs> you know, like we were doing Easter eggs before Marvel did that. You know, and yeah. It's just, <laughs> movie underneath. I remember. I remember some of the like the greatest, some of the cheesiest commercials I've ever seen were like Indian. Like there was one I remember called Vico. Vico, yeah, Vico Ayurvedic. Ayurvedic cream. Yeah. I remember yes. that. Yeah. You remember yeah. that. <laughs> What I remember is like, so my parents only watched, they don't, my mom doesn't speak Hindi. My dad understands it a little bit. Yeah. So all they would watch is Malayalam movies and Malayalam movies Mm -hmm. are very low budget. Like, like um, there's not a whole lot of dance numbers. It's uh, everything's kind of filmed around the neighborhood. And uh, I remember they would always do this thing where they would, the subtitles are always in yellow. Yes. But everybody's wearing like a white munda or a lungi. I'm like, you can't even read the yellow in there. It's like. You guys should have thought about that at least at least black letters, and I probably would have learned Malayalam more. But all those yellow letters on on, on a white background, it doesn't work. Oh, I've <laughs> never, I've never, I've only seen like of the South Asian. I'm not excuse me, not South Asian, South Indian Indian. movies. Yeah. I've only seen like clips. Okay, they're like the most over the top things. Yeah. I've ever yes. seen in my life. Yes, like, it's the it's yeah. every every sound effect is psh, psh, psh. Yeah. it's all that. That's every fight, every fight scene is that. Um, it's where the dishum dishum thing came from. All that seventies kind of eighties, yeah, uh, fight sound effects. You know, um, I, maybe you know this. Maybe you'll know this, where this one is from. I saw one. Um, the like the hero was like the most like. I mean, he didn't. He, let's just say he didn't look like Tom Cruise, okay. but he was the hero. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and he ended up, he ended up killing a guy with a banana. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, and I was watching the scene. I was like, I, I, I don't know if you know who uh, Maxim Beatty is. He's no, like, he's I, um. Oh, Maxim Beatty, the comedian. No, no, no. Uh, Maxim. He's Maxim. I don't know if that's his real name, but that's like his uh. Like his handles on social media, Max and Beatty. Okay, he's uh, I think he's from Nigeria. Okay, and he did like a breakdown of it. Okay, and the the hero was he was calling the hero Mustachio because he had a mustache. Yeah, yeah, that's and, the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing about South Indian films too. It's like at least with again, I haven't seen Tamil films, but like with Malayalam yeah. films, like they're not really there for like it's it's not it's the opposite of Bollywood films. It's not the good looking person. It's not. 
it's not the the person you it's the guy with the gut a little bit of a gut just the everyday man the every man that you would see yeah. around there is the one fighting crime you know yeah he did the, the guy was a cop yes yeah the guy with so the banana was a cop yeah yeah, it's never, it's never, it's never, it's not, it's not high budget. It's not like for most movies. And again, this speaks back to the the regions of India. Like I think, in a lot of North Indian films, are escapism, right? It's like you're watching this yeah. fantasy that may never happen. <laughs> Kerala films are all shot in Kerala. They're all eating Kerala food. It's like they shoot at the house next door. It's like it's not even, it's not even escapism. It's kind of like almost like a documentary, you know? Every <laughs> film there, you know, it's it. Nothing feels fancy. It feels very uh but they they also put out like what 300 movies a year or something ridiculous yeah. so. the largest india produces the most movies in the world yeah 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 it's just, just a machine out there yeah so quick quick trivia for you uh -huh. maybe you'll maybe you'll get this okay um okay so india produces the most movies in the world okay who's no do you know who number two is and this shocked me actually Number two, uh, yeah. I assume it's an African country. Yes, like Nigeria or Kenya. Yeah. Nigeria, yes. Ah, nailed it. Okay, that shocked me. I was like, more than Hollywood, but like. Well, I think I mean it, again. It goes back to like you know, like it's it's uh it's they're not all classic. They're not all great movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like also like <laughs> it's true. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of the stuff that we release that's low budget would never be able to be in a theater, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm surprised at what makes the cut. Anytime I would see a Malayalam movie, I was always surprised at what, like, this is a movie? This is actually a movie. Um, or they, they actually put this out there. And they I saw an Anthony Bourdain episode. Uh, I forgot. What, the show was No Reservations, but uh, yeah. he was in Kerala in one thing. And they were showing, like, they make, he can... Mamuti is the big movie star there. He's like their Amitabh Bachchan in mm -hmm. Kerala. And he, he's, I think they can make a movie in about a week and a half. I mean, they just do one take on every scene. And they just, wow. it's just a big, you know, moneymaker that way. I mean, but, you know, for us, it's like, you know, like we want to see special, special effects and all that stuff. It's, they don't, they don't really care about that. It's just, you know, here's a story. Here's a fight scene, you know. So. Well, we've got Paul. We, we I, I didn't I didn't obviously bring you on here to talk about you know Malayalam movies, <laughs> but um, we just we just went off on track. There. Dude, I'll totally but, um, I'll totally steer this train into the ground. You, you, gotta, you gotta be you gotta be the pilot, man. <laughs> let me yeah let, let me let me let me steer away from the iceberg. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Paul, you're obviously Indian. Uh huh. You're very Indian. Um, because you're from the very south of India, so yeah, I think we established yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so we we all know what the Indian stereotype is for. You know, I, I guess we we I think you're maybe a little older than me. We're about we're close. We're very close in age. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm forty. I'm forty six. Okay. Yeah, I'm almost forty. Okay, I'm not. I'm not quite forty yet. Yeah. But um, yeah. So. You know, the stereotype is, you know, oh, you know, you have to be a doctor or you uh -huh. have to be an engineer or something along those lines. Yeah. So you're not a doctor. You're yeah. not an engineer. Nope. What happened? Like, well, how come? <laughs> you sound like all my all my uncles at the reunion. <laughs> That's literally how they said it. You know how most of us are doctors and engineers. 
you're not. What happened? <laughs> That's literally, I've answered this at many wedding receptions over the years. So, I mean, I love the fact that, um, I know I, I love, you. I love comedy and to see another, you know, another brown face doing comedy, Yeah, you know, cause I remember there was a time, you know, where the only representation we ever had and just Indians, I mean, my people, we have none at the moment in Guyana, but, um, yeah. you, I mean, all we ever had was Apu. Yeah. Simpsons, you know, yeah. now, now it's getting a little better. You've got like Kuthra Polly. Well, I'm big, big, big bands not on TV anymore, but, um, well, since syndication, it's yeah. not on a, it's not, you had, uh, Hannah Simone. She was an, um, new girl. So it's, it's getting a lot better. It's getting a lot better for representations for brown faces, but yeah. So, but the stereotype is. You know, doctor, engineer. So it's always fascinating when you find someone, you know, who kind of is away from there. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about Russell Peters because, you know, he kind of like set it up. But like for you, when did you decide, you know what, maybe, you know, I want to be a comedian. I want to make people laugh. You know, when did that, when did you come to that decision? I So in, in hindsight, there was a lot of things that led up to it. I didn't really realize it at the time. But, uh, I mean, well, okay. So the actual, like the, the moment I did it is I took a class, I took a workshop by a guy named Dean Lewis down here. Uh, I had graduated college about, uh, six months prior, six or eight months prior. And I took a class just to see what it was like to be on stage and tell some, hold on one second. Sure. Well, in the meantime, sorry. Yeah. So. This well, dog. you know what? This not the first time. If you know, if you know my um <laughs> podcasting history, you know this is, won't be the first time that dogs have ever interrupted yeah, us. So they're, yeah. they're, they're beating on the door <laughs> and running in and trying to talk to me. And I'm like, guys, come on. Uh, so I, I just took the workshop because I just wanted to see what it was like to be on stage. That was my big thing, and yeah. uh, and it ended up going really well. And I just kind of, I just kind of followed. I was like, okay, well, if it's doing this well, I'll just. They asked me to go up again, like once the show was over the next day. And I just kept kind of going up and riding and going up. I didn't really plan on it to be a thing because I was always very shy growing up. Okay. Um, but I always watched stand up and I watched stand up. And, and again, I didn't realize this was all leading up to this moment, but I, I would watch stand up all the time because I wanted to see an Indian comic on TV. So I would stay up and watch like, you know, Letterman and The Tonight Show. Like they, they would always have comics on Friday nights. Yeah. I'd watch Comedy Central. I, you know, you didn't have Google back then, right? There was no internet. I mean, there was yeah. internet, but there was no real Google or anything. Mm -hmm. And so you just, I would just look around waiting to see an Indian comic, and I would never see one. I'd see comics making fun of Indian people. Yeah. You know, um, which I'd never really found funny. I mean, I wasn't offended by it, but it was like, that's not me. You know, like, I'm not, like, they're making fun of Indian people, but like, I guess that's, I guess that's, What's funny? I don't. I don't find that funny. But I was again. I wasn't mad about it. It just wasn't me. And so by the time I went up, I mean, I mean, look, I can't. I can't back it up. But I assume I was probably one of the only two, maybe one of, maybe the only Indian comic in America at that time in two thousand one. I started in June of two thousand one. Um, I mean, I know Russell was doing it in Canada in eighty nine, but I didn't know about that at the time. I was in yeah. Texas, you know, so. Um, just doing the stuff that that I thought was funny. I realized over the years, and even now, there's very few. I mean, there's more now, but for a good decade and a half, there were no 
Indian comedians that were, let alone immigrant, let, let alone kids of immigrants doing stand up, if that makes sense, you know, like, yeah. it was always the Indian guy was always the butt of the joke, or if there's Indian comic, he was always kind of bashing on Indians. But there was never somebody like who talked like me who was like, born and raised around born and raised in America, like just talking like everybody else, kind of stuck between two cultures, the thing that we always know about that we know about, but most audiences don't know about, you know, um, you know, now they're obviously more in you know, they know more because of the internet and because of social media and all that stuff and all the other comics that are in. But when I started, it was like, you know, you had to say you were Indian when you went up there, you know, cause they didn't. And then everybody would just, they're not being racist. They're just ignorant. They don't, they've never seen Indian people that talk like me. And I'm mm -hmm. not like an anomaly. There's, there's generations of us out. There's so many of us out there, but you don't think about it. You realize that the one thing that's kind of cool about standup is you realize what the world thinks. And that's something if you don't perform or, you know, in front of strangers a lot, you don't realize how people, how the world thinks, you know what I mean? Like the world is very white, at least in America is very white, black, Hispanic, and that's it. And then Asians, but Indians are just like, they don't even think about us as they, they assume we're either Mexican or black or do you know what I mean? They, they don't assume that we talk like this, you know, that there's a whole bunch of us that are just yeah. trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I never felt, I never, the reason I wanted to see an Indian comedian, cause I wanted to see somebody that was obviously more confident than me and could talk in front of people. And I could just kind of live vicariously through that person. Like, you know, I think, I think if I had never done stand up. And by the time Russell crossed, Russell Peters crossed over here in 2004, I think, four or five, whenever that clip went viral, right? Yeah. If I hadn't done stand up at that point, I probably would have lived vicariously through him, you know? Because, like, mm -hmm. oh, he's doing it and he knows what he's doing. But by the time he crossed over to the US, I was already four years into stand up. I was like, well, I'm not giving this up. Like, you know, there's room for two of us. So, yeah. That's and that's why I stuck mm -hmm. with it. And then you know your act evolves as the years go on. I mean, I see there's so many Indian comedians now. There's so many, uh, whether they're famous or not, there's just a bunch of them. And it's weird to me. I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't really feel inspired by it. It's like, oh no, we've. I've, I did that joke already ten years ago. Oh, I did that joke fifteen years ago. Not that they're mm -hmm. stealing my jokes. What I'm saying is like, I already touched on those topics. Like those topics are done. Like if you're starting now, you should. You know considering all the doors that have been kicked in, you should, you have a full slate to work from, you know, a totally different, as opposed to when I started, I kind of had to explain why I was even up there, you know, and explain why I talk like this and this, and now you don't really have to do that, you know? I mean, so we're mentioning Russell. Russell, as you said, 1989, I, I think I saw a clip from 1989 where, you know, where he actually did on, like his first show or like one of his early shows. Yeah. And from 89 to 04. So he really didn't blow up until like 2000 when that comedy now show. So, from, so from what I know, I'm going yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm buddies with him, but I don't really, we don't really talk about, you know, career stuff. Yeah. Um, but he, he was doing well in Canada, you know, like okay. yeah, the, the internet wasn't really, I mean, YouTube wasn't around. So we have no idea how well he was doing in Canada, you know? Um, but he had like two special, two or three specials at that point in, you know, the comedy central version of Canada, which is, I think yeah. it's called comedy now or something. Yeah. So he had three in like 15 years, but you know, it was YouTube obviously that blew him up, blew him up globally, you know? Yeah. But I mean, he'd been at it for a while and we've talked about it before. I mean, he would have just, even had he not blown up, he would have just been stating, he would have stayed in Canada and just kept working because he just liked doing it. And I think that's the, that's why me and him get along is we both just, 
it's like there was no there was no template right there was nobody we weren't like i mean i'm gonna be like eddie murphy like there was no indian version of us like the closest you had is you know black comics or hispanic comics right but it still wasn't us you know so anybody who started back then just really wanted to do it because they loved to do it you know now i feel like people i'm not saying everybody but i feel a lot of them are just in it because they've seen somebody get famous and they're just trying to copy how that person got famous, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's like going back to hip hop, right? We were talking about hip hop. It's like hip hop in the 80s and 90s was pure. You weren't really making a lot of, yeah, Some obviously some bands were making, some groups were making a lot of money, but you did it because you loved to do it. And then at a certain point, you know, when, you know, I think when Puffy came in and all that stuff, it kind of came commercialized and everything just kind of started sounding the same, you know? Yeah. And you know, there was money in it, but there's no real like uh, art, art or originality to it anymore, you know? And so when I see, I, I get excited to see every Brown comic and they, most of them let me down. Cause I'm like, you're talking about the same shit that I had talked about 15 years ago. You're, you're doing <laughs> jokes that, you know, that uh, non-Indian people make fun of us for, you know? Yeah. Like nobody, nobody, no Indian comic starting in the last 10 years should be doing dot jokes you know? Yeah. Um, and they're still doing it. I saw a clip two days ago. Somebody's like, was doing, Hey, I'm, I'm dot nut feather. I'm like, dude, that joke has been around for years, oh, yeah. for decades. And I've heard doing, that so many times. Yeah. yeah and, 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 and it's something that's, we should at least consider offensive at this point, you know, like yeah. it, we're, we're beyond that point at that point. And, you know, and audiences will still laugh and that's why they do it. Cause they saw another comic do it and everybody laughed. And that they they don't really want to do stand up. They just want to be famous, you know. And those are right. two different things, you know. Like if you ever see interviews with Russell, like he never aspired to be famous. There was no secret. It's just that clip went viral, and he rode the wave. There was there was no there was no uh, he didn't appease the YouTube algorithm overlords. He didn't know what he he didn't even drop the video. Somebody else dropped the video, yeah. you know. So yeah. you know, I worked with him uh, a couple of months after that video dropped. I this is the first time I ever met him. This is 04, end of 04. And uh, we're both in the ride on a, the car from the airport to the venue. And I remember telling him, hey, man, I got a video. I got a video of your set. And he's like, yeah, my brother told me this thing is going around. Like, I'm like, dude, it's a great set. He's like, yeah, but it sucks because that's all my best material, man. What am I going to do now? He had no idea this mm-hmm. was going to go viral because viral wasn't a thing right. back then. He mm-hmm. just thought, like, we go back to the Indian grocery store, like somebody bootlegged it. And now you're, now you're, now you're not making any money off it and you're screwed. He had no idea that it was going to be like the most passed, passed along video in like, you know, comedy history on the internet, you know? So um, it's weird to see, you know, he, he had that fear in his voice, like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. What do I do now? Blah, blah, blah. But it ended up being the greatest thing to happen to him, you know? So it's funny you mentioned it like that because I remember when I, I also got it through a bootleg. Um, mm-hmm. It was a friend of mine, a friend of mine, oddly enough, from Kerala. He was from Kerala also. <laughs> shout out, shout out Alex Joseph. That's his name. Alex oh, cool. Joseph. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think that's a common name, the J names in uh, Kerala. The Josephs, um, the Thomases, yeah. the Matthews, yeah. it's all, it's all. all <laughs> yeah, over. but he sent it to me. He sent it to me. And back then it was like Windows Media Player. Yeah. And I, you had to download it. And like like the, the resolution of it wasn't very good. It was mm-hmm. like... Yeah. Now it's like now we've got 4K, but back then it wasn't even like that. I, I don't know what it was, but it was terrible. Yeah. And like we just we had it, 
and like I played it and then I ended up getting it just like I could only get the sound off of it. I couldn't get it on the video. Okay. And like every car trip yeah. that we took, my father my father had to play it. Yeah. Yeah, because it was that it was that it's, like it's, that blew him up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's but think about it from like think about that first time you heard that, right? Like, yeah, that's the first time you probably ever heard an Indian comedian ever, right? Yeah, I heard you, yes. And 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 I mean, like an Indian comedian who's like talks like us, you know, yeah. um, and is not be coming from this place of belittlement or being the butt of the joke, you know, like right. when you were saying earlier that like a poo was the only thing. I'm like, you know, I never had an issue with my issue with that. You know, there's always that, that big controversy about it. And there are people who are like, you know, why are you mad? Why are people mad about this? Where I'm indifferent to all of it, but I understand why it's offensive to people because there's so many other kinds of Indian people. But you know, before Google and the internet and Travel Channel and all these cable channels, like what you put on TV—that's what sometimes Hollywood doesn't. I don't know if they really understand, or maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, what you put on TV—that's what the majority of people get their perceptions of life and culture from. So. If you're going to put that out there, a lot of people are just going to think that that's what Indians are. I mean, that's that that's still a running joke now. Indians run Seven Elevens. Indians do this, right? Yeah. Um, I know the Simpsons don't mean to be. I don't think the Simpsons meant to be racist and be evil. No, they're just they're just putting stuff out there because there's not Indian people on there being like, "Hey, man, let's let's not do that." You know what I mean? There's that's why culture matters in writers' rooms and stuff like that. So you ten years from now, you don't have to like apologize because you were insensitive about what you said about trans people or Indian people or whatever. You know. Um, but as comics, you have control over all the language, like, like, so there's no excuse if you say something stupid or dumb, you know, um, that's why I love it is I could have complete mm -hmm. control over the whole thing with industry and entertainment. It's like, you got to go through all these loopholes. They have to like, we should have been, we should be glad there was at least an Indian person on TV. I mean, that's why Apu was cool for yeah. us. At least there was somebody. And then, so to hear Russell for the, I can't even imagine. Like, I mean, I, again, I was already doing stand up. So hearing Russell was like, I mean, I was already doing stand up. So I was like, it's, I mean, it was still cool to hear it, but I can't imagine somebody who's never, who's hearing an Indian comedian for the very first time, how mind blowing that has to be, you know? Um, it's, it's got to be because it feels like you kind of like, oh, now we're finally a part of America. And, and when he blew up, it's like, oh, we're part of American culture now, you know? Um, that's the good thing about having Aziz and 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 uh, Hassan and Hari Kondabalu, all those guys, is now people who normally wouldn't know a whole lot about you know South Asian culture know a little bit, or at least look at us as regular people too. You know, as dumb as that sounds, you know. Yeah, I mean, def definitely, and and the like you 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 keep hitting it, and and just like a little side note, you have like one of the nicest nicest voices I've ever heard in my life. Like, oh, holy thanks, crap. Yeah, yeah like, dude, I, had, I had I had that voice since I was thirteen, so it wasn't. Wow. It wasn't I've hated it. I've hated it since then. It dropped. I remember the day it dropped. It dropped like between fifth period and sixth period, and when we, she, was, she was doing roll call, and I, yeah. I was like here, and it just came out of nowhere. Everybody busted out laughing, and I was like, oh, I'm, this is this sucks. So yeah, but yeah, like, anyway, I, yeah, thank you, thank you though. I, I, I'm not good at taking compliments, but thank you. No, no, I, I it's like I just want to bring you on next time, and like next time you're on. Uh, if if you ever want to come back, I don't know. Oh, no, I totally you, I, 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 no, I totally like, yeah, De definitely have you on just to read a phone book, like your voice. <laughs> yeah. Okay, whatever, man. So I'm down. <laughs> I, I got I got whatever. free time. I'm down. 
whatever you know weird stuff I'm into. You know, having <laughs> exactly all, all of Reggie's read a phone book. But yeah, you have a really nice voice, man. Like, yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I love the voice. Um, like, like what you were saying, like you were talking about the acts, like people who sound okay. We sound. I guess the way I was trying to put, like the the voices don't match. You know what people think of exactly. You know. Indians like you know you don't think Russell like Russell yes he does do an Indian his father you know he does a lot of jokes about his dad and um yeah and he does it with the Indian accent but that like it's very American with the way you speak and I think that kind of blows people's mind that how does this guy not sound like you know yeah uh, you think they're kind of expecting the accent or yeah because that's that's, because that's all they know that's all they've seen on TV up to that point you know Mm-hmm. Um, I don't blame them for it. I used to be upset about it, but you know, you know, you get that point early on. You know, everybody's had that point in college or high school. Where you're like, no, we're not all like this, but you can't really prove it because that's what TV and music and movies show. You know, I remember yeah. when I remember this movie called Booty Call. It came out in like '99 or '98 or something. It was yes, Tommy Davis um, and Jamie Fox. Yes, yes, Tommy Davis yeah, and Jamie Fox. Right, right, yeah. And they, uh, there's a scene in there where they're going to get condoms, and they, the, there's, it's two guys with a turban on, uh, that run the convenience store that sell them condoms, right? And yes. I, I, I watched this in the movie theater because I, I was a big Tommy, I was a big in Living Color fan, so I wanted to see Tommy Davidson anyway. And again, this uh-huh. is way before I did. This is '99 or nine, whenever the year was. It was before I did stand up. And there's a scene where they go to get condoms, and the running joke is these these Indian guys, these Indian convenience store owners, are singing like you know, hip hop songs and stuff in their Indian accent, you know, and telling them how to fuck and all that stuff. And that's the joke. But the joke yeah, is, yeah. it's the goofy accent saying hip hop words, you know, that's, that's the joke, you know, you're laughing, you're laughing at the accent, you're not laughing at what they're, you're, you're not laughing at them as people, you're laughing at, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you're laughing at their yeah. accent saying, right, right, you yeah. know, Jimmy hat, or, you know, whatever the fuck, right. Um, mm-hmm. And every, I remember everybody laughing there in the, in the theater, People are losing their minds, and I just—I wasn't laughing at all. I wasn't mad. I just didn't. It wasn't funny to me because it's what I—it's what I've had people uh, when they try to mock me in high school and college is they would do some goofy, silly accent to make fun of me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, know? yeah. And so to yeah. see that in a theater and and everybody laughing, there was like there was a part of me that was like, am I not? Is it? Am I just too serious that I'm not getting it? And then in hindsight, you know, doing what I do now, I realize. Because they're just you're we're laughing at something that's really just mocking how people talk, you know. Um, look, I I do an accent, I do my dad's accent, I do my mom's accent, I do it in my act, but I I'd like mm-hmm. to think that I do it with nuance to where it sounds authentic. I'm not mocking how they talk. I'm they still have to say something funny, you know. I'm I'm not saying they sound silly, you know. Um, and that's what I try to do. Uh, but I don't you know, watching that. Oh, and then, and then now that we have Google and IMDB, I looked it up to see who the actors were that played the Indian guys. And yeah. And what do we call it two white guys, two white guys that they just put a turban on and told them to act Indian. Like that's even more offensive, you know? So, I mean, that shows you what was considered acceptable 20, I mean, 24 years ago, 25 years ago. So, um, so, you know, st- sticking on that point for me, what was acceptable? Like, okay, from from the time you began doing stand-up to, let's say, today, right? Yeah. How has comedy changed? Are, are people more sensitive towards things that they were even like, you know, let's say like 
15, 20 years ago when you started? Are like people I don't, more sensitive I, now when you go out or like what's going on there? I don't, I mean, I haven't, I haven't put out a lot of my newer stuff. I mean, I have some of my newer stuff online, but my newer, newer stuff I haven't put out yet, but I don't think people are more sensitive. I think they just have an outlet to voice their displeasure, you know, like, yeah. um, because of the internet and because you, we all have cameras on our phones and, and, and we all have access to like tweeting and social media and stuff. We can, we have an outlet to, to bitch about stuff. I'm sure people were offended by stuff back then, but I mean, I mean, one of the first comedy, one of the se- probably second or third comedy show I ever went to before I did stand up, uh, they made fun of me for just being the brown guy in the front row. And everybody else okay. is laughing, and I'm, and I'm just, just kind of sitting there. It's hard for me to laugh because they're just shitting all over me, right, uh, for being brown, right? And so, like, I'm sure, like, if I had an outlet and I could have, you know, if I had a, a – a, a, if there was a Facebook back then, I'm sure I probably would have said, like, this was the most embarrassing night of my life. I can't like, – I probably would have done something like that. I was in my 20s, you know? Yeah. Um, but we have those outlets now. And so – and people like to feel like somebody is reading it. And so I think it's just – more of that. I mean, I think also like culture just changes, man. Like things that are, things are offensive now that they weren't before and you just have to adjust to it. That's just how, you know, especially like with, you know, I, I understand in a sense, I kind of understand like, and not understand. I, I empathize with when, when, uh, American comics are like, you know, this is, they're all sensitive. They're all this and that because they really never had to worry about fitting in, you know, it was just kind of like you say what you say and people get over it. But like, Dude, we're kids of immigrants, man. We never fit in anywhere. So I just, I, I empathize with it. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I understand that things are going to be offensive and, and you know, I'm trying to make sure everybody is on board. I, I've always had to placate throughout my whole life, you know, and not pander, but just make sure that like I'm in the right, uh, I'm, I'm doing the right things, saying the right things, not doing the right things. And there's, again, if, if things are offensive to somebody, just write a different joke. You don't need to die on that hill, you know? Yeah, like you don't want to be uh, like in this cancel culture because of a joke. That yeah, it, it's also you're just being stubborn, you know. Yeah, like it's the joke doesn't. I mean, look, the, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe like people really get canceled. I think, in fact, just a different crowd comes to see you. Yeah. Uh, instead, but complaining that audiences are offended by something, man, that you the audience decides what's funny and what's not. So you got to figure it out, you know, like they're not more offended now. They just have outlets to express it, you know? So, you know, you have a meltdown now, it's going to be online. Uh, 20 years ago, you could have a meltdown and say all the things you want. And if it wasn't on video, it's just, uh, it just disappears in the wind, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've always erred on the side of the audience in the sense of like, I don't, I don't pander. I I mean, I do some really, really edgy stuff and, even just being a brown guy, starting back in 01 with stuff. I mean, I, you know, the one thing that I think always gets kind of like lost in all this stuff is, especially since I started in 01, Indian comics for a good decade and a half, even now for me, we don't, I, don't, I don't get to perform in front of my own people, you know? Hmm. I, don't, I don't have a room full of 300 South Indian kids born and raised in the U.S. I don't have that. I've never had that in 22 years. Everybody else gets to perform in front of their own ethnicity or gender or whatever you know what i mean their following is either all white or they're all black they don't have to they're not the outsider every single time they step on stage and i've been the outsider outside of a few you know charity events for south indian organizations 
which I can count on one hand how many I've done in 22 years. Every single mm -hmm. time I'm on stage, I'm the outsider. If I'm performing for North Indians, I'm the South Indian, you know? If I'm performing for a Hindu crowd, I'm, I'm the Christian anyway. You know, I'm, I'm always the outsider, no matter where I go. And so it's hard for me to sit there and say that you don't adjust your stuff. If I didn't adjust how I, how I talk or not how I talk, but what I say to these crowds, I would never have a career, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, but it's also, I feel that what was maybe funny, maybe 15, 20 years ago, like it has to evolve. Yeah. Like you said, you can't keep doing the same joke over and over and over again. You have to write new material and that sort of stuff. So, you know, like like we were talking about earlier about how many how many Indian comedians do the joke about, you know, I'm, I'm dot not feathered, that sort of thing. I mean, I mean th there's still American comics that do that reference. And that's the thing yeah. is like these, these guys, what, what it took me a long time to realize because I'm so passionate about it because I started when I did, it's it's... I always want to be unique and original with how I how I do things. That's always been like my crux. And I, I realize most people, most comics don't think that way. They just want to get a reaction and go home, you know, get paid, get some views, hopefully go viral. They don't have a passion to like really like write creative stuff and write original stuff. They're just doing, they're just recycling what they've seen other people do. That's the majority of comedians out there. You know, they won't admit it because that sounds terrible, but they just want to be famous. So if they see somebody doing a, you know, a, a, a dot feather joke, they're going to do, they're going to do their version of it. You know, right. Um, the big, the big one now is what's your Starbucks name? You know, Oh, you're, yeah. you have a long, that, that joke has been around since Starbucks, you know, Yeah. but all the comments will say, well, I thought of it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe you thought of it, but it's been done a million times. So don't do it. But they'll, their, their uh, justification will be like, well, I thought, I know I didn't steal it. I'm like, I know, but that's like in music, you couldn't do that. You know, you couldn't be like, Hey, check out this riff. I'm like, oh, now that's Metallica. I'm like, well, I thought of it. Well, that's great, but Metallica did it. Well, but I thought of it. I'm like, that's great, but somebody's already done it. Comics don't think that. A lot of comics don't think that way, and I, I wish they would, you know, so you wouldn't hear the same shit over and over again. But that's what it's turned into. It's turned into pop music, you know. Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, you know, your like some personal stories little some you know some stories about you you know because you know the road the life of a comic you're on the road i mean you're you're pretty big you're like the you're like the guy in dallas like, yeah i mean i've been here for so long yeah so at this point <laughs> if i'm not i'm doing something wrong so yeah you're like you're like well you know probably the big i mean you got a uh you know you're, you're you're the guy in dallas um but tell us some story like give me a, a time where you were you were outside of Dallas, you were on the road, and then, you know, well, well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that, is a Dallas, would a Dallas, would you approach a Dallas room differently than you would say maybe like a room in Boston or New York or LA if you've done any of those cities before? Like how, what's yeah, I mean, I've, I've, I've done all those cities. I've done yeah. all those cities. It's, it's a, I used to early on, I thought I would have to be a certain way. I thought I would have to be a certain way. Um, in, in those cities, you know, just kind of adapt to fit in, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but it turns out like the, the longer you get into it, the more you realize, um, that they're all kind of the same and you kind of just lean into who you are kind of thing. Like I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm in Dallas, but I travel all the time. So like yeah. in, in the end, like 
you know, I'm not doing Southern comedy. Right. You know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not doing anything regional. So like, I'm just a dude to them. I mean, the bigger, the bigger uh, hard thing was again, being the Brown guy in a show, you know, being the only Brown guy in a show with audiences that don't really see Brown guys doing stand up. you know, you know, yeah. unless, unless you're doing a show for all Indian people, you know, but those shows are so rare. So, um, I've never really felt any weird backlash. I mean, I'm a little more, you know, back in the day, I don't know if it's really this way now, but like in, on the East coast, the comics tend to be more angry and like in your face, you know? Yes. 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 We are. I don't don't know if that stereotype exists now, but that's what it was. (laughs) And I'm, and it's, unless I'm drinking a lot, I'm not really an angry dude. So it's, Mm -hmm. I'm more diplomatic if I'm going to bitch about something. So, uh, maybe that was a little different for them, but, uh, I really don't notice regional differences with people because, look, I perform. I mean, most of these crowds in the South, like half of them are rednecks, you know. So, mm-hmm. if I can make them laugh, connect with them, the other cities are like a cakewalk, you know. Yeah. Um, and these aren't like you know backwards hillbilly people, but I started in '01, where like in these small towns and doing shows, like if anybody was going to get offended or gonna bother me or harass me it would have happened down there you know what i mean or at that time right Um, but again i've been doing it 23 22 years whatever now it's like these none of these crowds are they're all these crowds are kind of the same you know i i know i'm the outsider i know i gotta convince them and explain stuff to them so it doesn't it doesn't really register now but um i haven't really personally noticed a difference i noticed more of a difference when the ages if it's like a younger crowd or an older crowd yeah religious crowd those are those are tend to be bigger than uh, a regional difference if that makes sense yeah no yeah definitely understand um what you're saying so it's it just you know if you're not really necessarily doing jokes just about dallas your 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 material you know is about everything we're, we're you know it's not just like your city you're making fun of your well not since i make fun but like you know you're talking about your city yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can. Your comedy, wherever you go, your comedy goes uh, with the audience. They don't understand it. Um, okay, so you know one thing about with comedians is that there, there's always that time. If you want to speak about it, you can. Sp- you can say, you know, I don't want to talk about that, but um, you know, there's always that time where you know, as a comic, sometimes your material may not hit the with the audience. So was there a time ever when you were doing stand-up where you were like, oh, man, I bombed. I just completely bombed. Yeah, like, I mean, it, it happens way more often than than I think people admit, um, mm-hmm. than comics will admit, um, especially doing newer stuff that uh, uh, you don't know if they're going to register. Like, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of it. Like, if you ever, hear, if, you ever if a comic ever says they didn't bomb, it's because they're not trying hard enough. They're not writing anything new. Because that's kind of where, for me, when I bomb, that if I'm tipsy, I might bomb, and that's just you know, that's just because you're tipsy and your your timing is off. But yeah, yeah, if jokes don't work, I mean, like you know, you it's anytime you do new material, it's, there's always the risk of, especially if it's a little bit edgier, there's always that risk that it's going to go completely terrible. And I think that's what's hard about it for me is like the older I get, I'm like, the, you know, I think for most of us. As a once you get out of college, you really don't have embarrassing moments in public, right? It's mm-hmm. it's rare, you know. Like you kind of have your life and you do this, but you're not in public getting embarrassed, getting you know publicly humiliated. Anytime I go on stage, there's the risk of that, you know. So 
it kind of brings you back to like, you know, 14 year old me, you know, you get those feelings of like, Oh, this is embarrassing. But you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the, um, whatever you call it. It's the, um, it's, it's what comes with the territory if you, if you decide to actually do this, but yeah, it, it feels just as terrible as it did when I first did. Like, at least when I first started, I was like, okay, I'm not good. Um, I, I just got to get better, but now I know I'm good. So when I bomb, I'm like, when it doesn't work, I'm like, did I not learn anything in 22 years? I learned nothing. This, mm. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be having this, these same feelings I had in year one now, but that's just, you know, you, you dust yourself off and get back up, you know? Well, like, like when you have a situation like that, where like your, your, your material is not really hitting with the crowd. Um, is it just like, okay, back to the drawing board? Uh, with with this material because you feel it's good, or do you just like scrap it and say, you know what? Well, I mean, if, it, if it's something that's worked that always works, I'm, yeah. you know, it's for me, it's like once it starts getting applause, uh, the joke is kind of I can kind of tell, okay, this is I can work with this, and then it just becomes a part of the act. But like if, say for example, so for example, like on Friday, this on Friday I did a joke for the very first time, it got mm. like a mild chuckle. I'll try it two more times, and if it's if it's still just kind of mild, I either need to fix it or I'll just ditch it depending on how, how much effort I really want to put into it, you know? Um, but if it's something that I've done for a few years and it, and it just doesn't hit that one night, I don't scrap it. It's, I really try to make every single joke in mind, like always work a hundred percent of the time. And it takes a long time to, 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 you know, fine tune it and do stuff like that. But like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I don't, if, if, if I, if I do a joke and yeah, you're right. Like if it doesn't work right away and I don't really have, I'm not really that passionate about the idea anyway, I'll just ditch it and move on. So I have plenty to, plenty of new stuff to choose from to work on. So I don't, I don't get tied down to one idea. So, I mean, we, we mentioned Russell Peters earlier. You've, you've also worked with uh fluffy. Yeah. 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 Real, I, to, I, I did. Yeah. I did the shows in India with him. So, yeah. So what was India like first, first off? Uh, it was great. I mean, I've been there before, you know, to visit family and yeah. stuff. Right. But uh, the, the crowds were, were okay. I mean, they were good. They didn't hate me. I okay. think, <laughs> I, think it was, I think, I mean, they, I mean, they, they laughed and clapped and stuff. Um, it was fine. But like, what you, what you realize is like when, like me talking up there and I only know this because I got a couple of tweets uh, during that tour, uh, you know, where they, where they mentioned me, where it was like, they thought I was whitewashed because of how I talked. Um, and they don't like to them when I do my dad's accent is how I should talk and how I talk now is the accent, you know, which makes sense. It makes sense in their country. Totally makes sense. But, uh, this goes back to what we were just talking about. Like they haven't met Indian kids born and raised somewhere else, you know? So in their head, I'm just an Indian guy who decided to talk like this. You know what I mean? And so, was, was, was this South India or like, was this all over? We, India? Did, we did Delhi, uh, okay. Mumbai, uh, Trivandrum. Did we do Trivandrum? Not Tri- no, not Trivandrum, Bangalore. I think it was Bangalore. Bangalore. Okay, Bangalore. Yeah, that's South India, I think. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. We did four cities, like four, four cities in a row. Um, mm-hmm. It was, I mean, again, the response was fine. Um, now the difference is when Gabriel would go out there and he would do an Indian accent, they lost their shit. They were like, (laughs) they couldn't believe this Mexican guy can do an Indian accent. I'm like, 
what? And they were losing, falling out of their chairs. I'm like, I just did one. I just did one. And you guys didn't fall out of your chair, but because he did it, <laughs> you know, it's like, it was, that was, that was strange. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm traveling with him and he's so globally famous. Yeah. That like yeah. his, mm-hmm. his version of, of going to India is, is not like, like I was staying at my grandma's house and my cousin's house, right? Like you travel uh-huh. with him, you're staying in five-star hotels, you know, with like butlers in the morning and stuff. Like uh, it's, it's so he, when he was there, he was like, man, I love India. I'm like, this ain't India. <laughs> this is, this is not India sitting in a hotel room. This isn't India at all. I'll show you India. So uh, it was, it was, it was cool to see it from that perspective. I mean, I've never stayed in a hotel in India in my life, you know, so I was always staying at, at you know, relatives houses when I went. So, um, and it, it's massive crowds. I mean, he talks about it in, uh, in his uh, Aloha Fluffy. I think it's Aloha Fluffy is the special on HBO. He talks about his trip to India. So that was the one that I went with him to. Very nice. India. It's, it's interesting with India because I remember a couple years ago, um, I believe it was like 2015, they actually did a roast. Really? Roasted, two, roast of who? They roasted um, two, two stars, um, Ranveer Singh okay. and Arjun Kapoor. Okay, and I don't know. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard in the movie Kuch Kuch Hota Hai. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's in every wedding I go to. They always play yeah, that song. So, yeah. so yeah. the the director of that movie, he was like the roast master. Okay, and apparently, like they did a. It, it's a group called AIB called All India Bakchod. Okay, and they they had the roast and it did it wasn't received well at all because the people there in India. You know, we're like, oh, this is against our, you know, traditions, and like, it did, it did was not, it was not. I mean, I guess from my Western perspective, yeah, it's up on YouTube if you want to um, check it out. Okay, um, I found it hilarious that they now, were were the, were the jokes bad or were they over not the a joke? Or what was it? A joke. It was actually pretty good. It's actually very funny. The comedians there were very funny, um, but. I guess because they were, you know, they were using a lot of like foul language. They were cursing right. a lot, and uh, a lot of the like sexual subjects yeah. that they were talking about, uh, they did not really get good. It was not received well yeah, by that, the, the not, older generation. Not that this is a you know direct comparison, but you know, I make yeah. I, so I make a lot of my money doing Indian charity events, right? Yeah. So for you know, Indian fundraisers and stuff like that. And that's one thing that, that again, talk about another, like, you know, you know, uh, being the outsider underdog all the time is like all these Desi events and even just a country full of Indians, right? It's, it's understood that you work clean. It's just understood. You mm-hmm. don't cuss and it's G rated. Yeah. Um, they'll, they may tell you, oh, you can be a little, you can be a little risky. No, I can't. It's just, it's in our culture to be that way, you know? Um, and so you kind of, I understand that no matter what Indian event I do. So even if I was to do a roast for that, I I would be as G-rated as possible because it's just, it's just, it's, stand-up is such an American thing. It's, yeah. it's very, very American. Like, meaning like, yeah, other countries can do it, but it's just not the same when you watch other people from other countries do it because they all seem like they're doing an impression of what they think that we do, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
they're, they're, they're using cuss words that we use, but it just doesn't sound right. And, and it has nothing to do with the accent or stuff. It's just, you can tell like they're giggling when they say the cuss word. You can tell they don't really know what they're saying, you know? Um, <laughs> it's, you, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like I see it a lot yeah, with yeah. European comics and even Indian comics. It's like, you know, they're, they're saying, oh, fuck that. I'm like, they don't, but they don't really, that's not how they talk, you know? Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, you know, I mean, again, it's a second language. Like English is the second language, right? So like, but it's just, it, it's such an American thing. It's like also just like making fun of people like roasting. Like that is, you have to know what you're walking into, you know, that's, it can be really harsh, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, when we were, we did, me and Fluffy also did the Middle East and we couldn't cuss in any of the shows. It was like a $10,000 fine or $5,000 fine or something for every cuss word. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of accept that. So to go there and or to perform it and think it's going to be just like America is, is you're being, you're giving them too much credit, you know, maybe in yeah. 30 years from now, but definitely not now. Yeah. So you were in the Middle East, you just said there, you know, you, uh, if you cussed, you know, fines. Uh, was there ever a time, like in, in any act that you've ever done, mm-hmm. any performance you ever done, where you were told, okay, well, this is off limits. You can't talk about this. Or, you know, obviously you were told not to curse yeah. in the Middle East, but like anytime, anyway, you know, back here, US, Canada, where they were like, okay, well, don't talk about this or don't talk yeah, about yeah. Or, yeah. So I, I used to do a bunch of colleges for a few years. I was doing colleges all the time. And there's a lot of that. I mean, I, the reason I would get booked a lot is A, because I'm ethnic and B, because mm-hmm. I was clean. Um, but I had never wanted to be known as the clean guy. I don't want people coming out there because I don't cuss and because I don't say edgy stuff. I like, and, you mm-hmm. know, we're talking about that clip that you're, that you're going to play at some point. That's not a, yeah. that's an edgy clip, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's when I started doing that joke, uh, especially when I do that joke in front of black crowds, cause it's about a black person. You can feel the the room get tense, and then when I say the punchline, it's just like this big release, and you can even see it with white people listening to it. They're like, "Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna go?" And then it it's a big release. So I never, I, I still want to have an edge to it. It's just, you know, I worked I worked clean because you know I was doing these Indian fundraisers, and it's it's best for me to work clean so I don't have to turn it, remind myself when I'm doing the show. You know, like, oh, I can't see this, I can't do this, I can't do this, and. I don't want to worry about all that stuff. I'd rather just write this way and then just be able to show up and do my stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But I've been told a lot about don't talk about religion, don't talk about drinking, don't talk about... I've had people book don't talk about race. I'm like, that's, that's all I have. I'm a drunk Indian Christian. What else do you want me to talk about? Like, that's <laughs> three things I got left. So why are you booking me? But like a lot of these events, like these corporate events and all that stuff, they, they'll yeah. give you restrictions. I just, you know, uh, I've... I, I, my act, I can pull stuff out of the act that I, that I think might be edgy, but so it doesn't really feel like a restriction to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's just, it's, it happens. And I've, and I've messed, I mean, I remember doing, I, I can't remember. I remember somebody getting upset about a joke that I was, I, cause me making fun of a gluten allergy and it was, uh, but I wasn't told not to. I just, right. I mm-hmm. just assumed Again, we're talking about, you know, when you talk about are people more offended? I don't, I don't, again, I don't think people are more offended. I think they just feel that they should tell somebody when they're offended. That's the difference now. Um, instead of just brushing it off and just kind of like, hey, it's just a, it's just a show, who cares? And moving on, uh, they feel the need to say, every single time they're upset, they feel the need to say something, which 
which I understand you have the right to do that, but it, that's a very hard way to live life. You know, like, I mean, just, I mean, look, just us being kids of immigrants, right? Like, can you imagine every single time there was like a hardship that you went and posted about it online or made a video or sent an email? Like, we'd, it, you know, immigrant immigrants would have been sending like 10 emails a day, you know, every mm -hmm. time they felt, you know, disrespected or uh, misunderstood, you know? So, so, What's uh, what's 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 next for you, man? Like, like what, like you know, are you acting more stand up? Are you going to be on tour? Like, what's going on for you? I uh, so I want to do two more albums. Is what I want to do. I'm actually contracted mm -hmm. to do. I've been every single time I've wanted to put out an album, I've always like I start writing other stuff. I'm like, no, I want to put this instead. Um, I want to recruit two more of those, and then. At the same time, hopefully put them out, put out like another special online or whatever. But like outside of that, I mean, I've gotten offers for acting stuff. It's just nothing's really been what I liked. But like um, stand up, stand up is going to be the thing that gets me anywhere anyway. So it's just continuing to plug away at that. I want to get these two albums out by next year um, and then put a, put another special out and then see if, if something may pop from there. Um but that's, you know, outside of that, you know, maybe, you know, everybody has a podcast, right? Everybody's got something. So like, I don't, I don't, it has yeah. to be like an idea that really stuck with me. But as of now, I'm just concentrating on getting this other stuff out and just, cause I can control this. I can't control anything else. Right. So I like the yeah. fact that I like, you know, I have this hour that I want to put out now, whether they receive it or not. And it, it, it gets, goes viral or whatever. I can't control that. And that's frustrating. It's very frustrating for me, but it's, you know, it's all I really know to do. So, I I mentioned you know writing because you know you you're such a like a brilliant comedy mind. If you like, and you know, if you want to um see Paul's work, just go go to YouTube. Just put in Paul Verghese or Varghese or Varghese, either one or Varghese, yeah, either one. <laughs> and <laughs> I screwed it up again. Damn it, screwed it up. <laughs> No, but yeah, yeah. Just, just, um, just search. You, you'll find so many clips yeah. of Paul's work. I'm not and, even going to tell the last all these, There's all these new clips on my Instagram too. There's a yeah. lot of stuff on my Instagram. Yeah. So yeah. So where, where I, I so I found your YouTube, but uh, you know, where else can we find your work? Uh, okay. So on Twitter, it's just the my profile is Paul Varghese, but. On uh, on uh, Instagram, it's Paul V. Like Varg my first letter of my last name and comedian because there's already a Paul Varghese on Instagram. So, oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, so fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a way more common name. Like whenever any yeah. new social media app comes on, I'm like, I have to I have to get on it within the day it starts because <laughs> all the Varghese's and Patels are like, I mean, they're all jumping in at that. I mean, they probably helped design <laughs> the app for all I know. So <laughs> I got to jump in there and get it before I have to end up being Paul Varghese 32. You know what I mean? So <laughs> So yeah, Paul V comedian on Instagram. Instagram is really the best way to watch like my current stuff because I post stuff all the time. And then there's a lot of new clips that I never put online on YouTube. Um, there's a lot of stuff there, and so it's a uh, you can kind of see the evolution of of where my stand up goes, kind of stuff, you know. And there's again, there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube, like you said. There's old, there's really older stuff, and then there's some newer stuff, and it's it's uh, you know. And then yeah, I, have an album, I have an album on iTunes called Paul and Oates. Uh, <laughs> that's been around for a long time, man. That's been around for almost a, a like I said, it recorded like a decade ago. It still, it still holds up. 
I think the only thing that doesn't hold up is I have an Obama joke in there, but you know, I, I think I'm assuming anybody who listens to that is old enough to remember Obama. And if they're not, I don't need an eight year old listening to my standups. <laughs> Grow up and read a book. So, I mean, but, I uh, mean, like what you just said, Paul and Oates. I mean, like, where else do you get that kind of comedy genius, comedic <laughs> genius from? Like, right there. Yeah, where, do you, where else do you get uh, 80, 1982 references from? Where, where do you get those from? <laughs> I'm where's the beef where's the beef right yeah just, <laughs> hey, hey nba and nba jam right come on now. yeah oh my god yes <laughs> i mean yeah i mean like it's so amazing like talking to like uh i guess i guess we're kind of from the same genre you're just a few years older than me yeah, yeah. but um you know definitely to like reminisce about those, those times and like you know um you know so I want to talk to you about like you know social media where we're talking about where we can find you on social media but like how has social media helped your career uh or has it hurt your career i don't i don't i don't, I don't well it hasn't yeah. hurt it yet i mean yeah. I've, had, okay. I've had some stuff where people get mad and start ranting and rape and like you know bashing me and trolling me or whatever i've had that and um but nothing like I'm, I'm not famous enough to get canceled. So it doesn't really affect me, which is, it's a good space to be in. It's, it's bad financially, but it's a great emotionally. It's good. It's great. Cause you can't really take anything away from me, but, um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, it's great to be able to reach people with ideas. Cause I, I really, I don't know how else, I mean, dude, before social media, I was literally making flyers and, and putting them out like on tables after comedy shows and like, doing all that kind of stuff. And now I can just like, Hey, here's a link to my Instagram. And it's, you know, it makes it easier when it comes to spreading, you know, ideas and stuff. Um, I really try not to get too caught up in like snooping into other people's stuff and you know, what, what everybody else is up to. I, I try not to, I still fall victim to it every now and again, but it's a, especially with Instagram, it's cool to be able to put videos up of, of jokes that I want to put, you know, jokes that I want to share or I feel comfortable sharing, whatever. <laughs> Um, not low as, as far as like society, how social media was, it's terrible. I think it's awful. <laughs> and I think it's, I think if it was just, if it was just for like entertainment, like, you know, Hey, I'm just promoting a show. It would be great. But like what it's devolved into and what it's kind of like done to people, I don't really like, you know, but right. as far as a promotional tool, it's, it's amazing, you know? So we, I mean, before we started recording, we actually were talking, we were talking about sports yeah. and the Dallas team. So let's, let's, let's talk a little, cause you know, for those of you who have been following the podcast, you know, last year we used to do a, a sport. We used to talk football, actually football okay. and NBA, a lot of it. Um, okay. so, you know, Paul, Paul's in Dallas. So it's, it's nice to get a perspective. We had a Dallas Cowboy fan on with us. Okay. Um, his name was Dinesh. He's a, okay. he's a Cowboys fan. He's it's a Bulls fan also. Where's he from? Yeah. I have I, well, you know, same as me. He's Guyanese, but we grew up here, I guess. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, but he's definitely a Cowboys fan. But it, it's what's it like down there for like a like the Cowboys? Like, what do you mean? Like, okay, the cat when the Cowboys lose a game, okay, right, what's the feel? What's going on? Like, is everyone like you willing to jump off a bridge? Like, what's going on no. over there down there? So it's a little different now, but just because the Rangers won. So yeah. run the World Series. So like everybody's still kind of off that high. Um, the fans and the fans in Dallas itself are very realistic about what the team is. 
Like we know that we beat up the bad teams and then we choke in the playoffs. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of understood. Uh, but the real, as long as we beat the Eagles, Cowboys fans are happy. That's it really. That's all it. That's the rivalry. Like whenever I hear yeah. other people are like, you know, I'm a Giants fan, my Redskins fans, the Cowboys are our biggest rivals. I'm like, well, you're not our biggest rivals. Our biggest rivals <laughs> are the Eagles. You can't stand them. I can't stand their fans. I can't. I mean, when I, I filmed a special two years ago called As I Was Saying, that's on YouTube. And yeah. if we filmed it in Philly. Like they the club in Philly asked me to do it. And I'm like, of all the cities to ask me to come film a special, <laughs> this one, all of them. It could have been any 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 place else. And and it was like, it's uh, that's the only thing that's, I mean, I, I would look, I would love, I mean, I was 18 when the, 19 when the Cowboys won their last Super Bowl. So I didn't really get to appreciate it. I mean, you're, you're in high school. Yeah. You feel like, and they had a yeah. dynasty in high school when I was in high school. So you feel like it's just going to last forever. You don't really you don't really get so emotionally invested in it. And I got more emotionally invested into sports when I started traveling for work because I would be on the road on a Sunday or a Thursday and the game is on and it's something to do after the show. And it kind of, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a link to being back home. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and that that's how I really got invested into it. So like I've been through the Tony Romo years and all the disappointment, it's hard, but that's why the Rangers thing is so, is it's such a relief off our back. Now I can watch, baseball next year and not be like, I can't wait till we win one, you know, same thing with basketball, mm -hmm. but, um, with the Cowboys, I mean, they, they won yesterday. What they're, they're six and three, as long as they get to the playoffs, yeah. everybody's fine. But like, we fully expect to lose in a few weeks. I think we play like, we play Carolina next Sunday, which is going to be easy, but then it's, I think mm -hmm. it's like Philly, Kansas city, not well, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, something like that. It's, I, I, I fully expect to lose most of December, but you know, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I am a New York, a New York football fan. So I, I giants and jets, I don't have no ill will towards the jets, but um, yeah, it's like a double-edged sword well, you know, we want Philly to lose, but then well, the Cowboys have to win and well, the Cowboys, well, the Cowboys didn't beat them last. Well, they did beat them last year. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, they beat them that game was in. It was in Dallas, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, they, the one this year, Philly but, was able. But you were yeah. in you were in New York when, with both Manning Super Bowls, right? Yes. Yeah. So you know how that feels. So you're not. Yeah, it sucks that they stink now, but you at least have those two memories. You know. Yeah. Like, it. You want to have a memory in your adult life that they won something. You know, that's the key. You don't. You don't want it when you're a kid or when you were in your teens. You want it when you have to go through adult stuff. Like this is. I can always say this, you know, um, the Mavs won in 2011 and, you know, yeah, I would like for them to win again, but I'm very aware that they may not be good enough to pull it off, you know? So, um, and even when they won in 11, I didn't think they were going to win that. I thought that was just, I thought our best chance was when we went in 06 against the heat. That was the best chance they had. That's what I thought. Yeah. And, and then they snuck back in and got in, but yeah, you want, you want to, you want to be an adult and enjoy those things. If, 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 feels much better. Like when you see like the little kids cheering on the Rangers win, the, these little eight-year-olds jumping up and down, I'm like, you don't even know, dude. Like that little kid don't know anything. He's not really appreciating it. His dad's jumping up and down. He doesn't really know. He hasn't had to suffer through it, you know? Um, I mean, my dad moved here in 1970. That is the sport that he got into because it's so much like mm -hmm. uh, cricket, right? And yeah. they moved here in – the Rangers moved here in 72 or 74. I can't remember. Yeah. But so that was always – that was the longest – you know, he's seen every other Dallas team win a championship. He's never seen the Rangers win one until two weeks ago. So, 
Uh, that's forty nine so, yeah, years. They, they were they were they moved from Washington, I believe. Yeah, they, yeah, they were senators. Yeah. So yeah, for yeah, about yeah. fifty years, they never won anything. So for yeah. him to be able to see that, that's great. That's it, like it's like you went through this ride together, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, with the Cowboys, I think for me, I, again, I don't care if they win or win. I mean, again, I'm not gonna. I'm not, if anything, you get attached to certain players, and you want to see it for that mm. player. You know, you want to see. Dak Prescott win a Super Bowl so can so Stephen A. Smith can shut up. You want to see him. You want that. <laughs> but as far as like if it, it doesn't ruin, I mean, it used to ruin my days because they were the only good team in the city. But now we have four. All four of them happen to be doing good at the same time. Right. So you know, at least if they lose on Sunday, I can watch the Mavs game Sunday night. And, you know. So. I mean, we should we should have we should have had you on last because we we also spewed a lot of hate towards uh, Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> okay, we should, we should have had you on last last yeah. last year when we do that show. Well, it's 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 also <laughs> yeah. you know the thing is like I I wouldn't have a problem with it if it didn't feel so phony. You know, it just feels phony. Mm-hmm. It like that's always my pet peeve. If if you're naturally that way, then I get it. But you know, then you see him on his like radio show and he's like calm and quiet, and then all of a sudden he's on TV screaming at everybody and throwing in <laughs> props, and it just feels like like I feel like you're talking down to me. Like I'm too stupid to understand it. You know what I mean? Like. You know, it's uh, it's, so, it's very it's very strange. So as we met, you're like the you're like the you're the king of comedy in Dallas. Um, has anyone has, has like any any of these you know any Cowboys or Mavs or players or Dallas Stars or Texas Rangers have they ever come to your show? Like yeah, I've, I've had Mavs I've had Mavs players at my show. So I did. So I met. I'm friends with. Uh, one of Dirk's Dirk Nowitzki's good friends, and so by that, by through that, Dirk would come to shows, and then he ended up becoming oh, wow. a fan. Okay. Actually, performed at his at his birthday party. Uh, at Dirk at Dirk's birthday party. Yeah, in two thousand. Oh, wow. so, so if you if you type in Dirk Nowitzki Paul Varghese, it'll pop up on Google. It's the first entry. It's about me performing uh-huh. at his birthday party. It was on it was on uh, ESPN wrote an article about it because um, that was the year he won the title. So yeah. I met him. The, I met him the year, the off season before the 2011 season, and um, yeah, he came to shows and and he and so he would bring other players there, and then end up becoming buddies with the the guy who was the trainer for the Mavs at that time, the head trainer at the time, and mm-hmm. so whenever his friends would come into town, uh, he would bring them out to come because you know a lot of these guys can't come out to bars or stuff. You know they don't want to really be seen. Right, like yeah, they want to, mm-hmm. but they want to get out. And so yeah. they come to, you come to a comedy show, you just watch that stuff, you can drink with me, and it's not like you're out in public, you know, having people take pictures and stuff. It was just kind of understood, I'm not going to, you know, tell everybody that you're here. But like the Phoenix Suns uh, staff came out one time. Uh, Shane Battier came to my show in San Antonio because he was looking for something to do. And then I get a text message from that guy who's the trainer. He's like, hey, Shane Battier's in town. He wants to come out and see a show. Are you cool with him coming down? And he came down, and he was nice, um, and like little stuff like that. I, I I don't know if I've had any Cowboys players or or Rangers that I can think of that came up and talked to me afterwards. It tends to normally be Mavs players that I've seen or hung out with. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, Dirk. I mean, Dirk is one of the. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I know. It's yeah, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I went, I've been to his birthday party a couple of times. I performed once, but I've been a couple of times. But like, he's a family man now. He's got kids, and it's like even him coming out, even him just going out. He's such a he's the most recognizable celebrity in the city. So like, he can't really go anywhere and really come out yeah. as often as he would like. I mean, he's seven two. He can't really 
sneak in. Yeah. And, well, yeah. <laughs> like arrangements have to be made. Like if you were right, to do yeah, shows, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would get a text message like an hour before, hey, I'm coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure that like, you know, so what they do is like, what they would normally do is like the show starts, lights go down, and then they bring them in. So people oh, don't okay. freak out and take yeah. pictures and all that stuff. It's it's a very weird thing. Like athletes, like that, that's our thing, but weird about with comics compared to athletes. Like, you know, you see like comics talk about how famous they are, but like, dude, athletes are way more famous in comics. I don't care how famous mm-hmm. the comic thinks they are. J- just famous based off how different they look than everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. You can sit there and say Kevin Hart may be more famous than Dirk, but Dirk walking into mm-hmm. a room at 7'2", even if yeah. they don't know who he is, they know he's somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even these NFL players, man, you, you know, we sit there and think they're small. They're all, even the smallest dude on the NFL team is, you know, 6'1", 190, you know? Like, yeah. they're not normal-sized people, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's a, athlete fame is such a different thing compared to any other kind of fame. I mean, they're, they're, they're instant A-list celebrities, you know? So, it's wild. So. I mean, we've like this was such an informative interview. Oh, thanks, man. You know, we we've talked about Malayalam movies. We've <laughs> talked about uh, <laughs> from Malayalam movies to Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, to Dirk Nowitzki, look at that. <laughs> yeah, like just just to show what a worldly person you are, you know, like how. Yeah, it's that's all because of jokes. If I didn't do jokes, I would just be I'd be in a cubicle somewhere, just arranged marriage, and, and never been outside of Texas. So. Like, <laughs> Jokes got me everywhere. I mean, that's why I'm so loyal to it, you know. So I mean, like, so okay, you're 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 you know. I keep saying you're you're you really are the king of comedy in Dallas. I mean, I'm not making that up, right? You, but um, when you go to like other cities, uh-huh. right, in Texas, like uh, I'm pretty sure you've been to Houston and San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Oh, so is there like a a different vibe? Because you know, Dallas is one of the bigger cities in Texas. Yeah. Right. But like, let's say you end up in like a smaller city, like, um, I was just thinking, trying to like, maybe like a Galveston, Texas. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, okay. Like, like a little, like a, a smaller city than Dallas, let's yeah. say, right? Yeah. What's the vibe like? Like, is, is one city more open to things or like, like, or is it just comedy? Everyone has to laugh. It's, 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 look, it's like any, it's like anything in New York. It's like in any big city, right? It's like, it's like if you were in like when you're like when you go, when in New York like when you go upstate, right? Yeah. Like the crowd in Poughkeepsie is different than the crowd in Manhattan, you know? No, yes. It's just all big cities are have been exposed to just more stuff. And, mm-hmm. this, and look, the the internet changed it too. Like before the internet, like small towns really didn't know a lot. I mean, it was the the stereotypical southern small town that was a mm-hmm. thing before the internet. Now because of cable and the internet and smartphones, you know, like the small towns aren't stupid anymore. They know shit, right? you know? Mm-hmm. So if, if anything, and again, like my act isn't, uh, and I never bash the South. I don't bash the South. Like I'm very, I'm very much like the things that I used to get made fun of. I don't do it back to other people, you know? So um, I love those small towns, man. Like if I can get those small towns to laugh at a joke about an Indian grocery store, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I have like a, a new two minute bit about Indian grocery stores that's in my regular act. And if I can get, you know, some rednecks and like you said, Galveston to laugh at that, yeah. then it feels it feels like a, a double victory. You know what I mean? Like this is something they know nothing about. And somehow they're finding some connective thread to it to visualize it, at least, you know, um, 
I like that. That's why I like those small towns. That's why I try to challenge myself and like, can I, what's the most obscure thing I can explain to people and still be funny and not feel like a Ted talk, you know? Um, right. So yeah. it's, you know, Houston, Dallas are very, Houston's very diverse. I think like there's, I think some study just came out. Like it's like, uh, uh, it's like the, it's considered the most diverse country in the U S at this point. It's either, mm-hmm. it's either one or two. It's like, so you go in there, these crowds in Houston are just like, it's anything. It's white, black, brown, whatever. Same thing with Dallas and stuff. But yeah, these smaller towns, it tends to be just one, either all white, all black, all Hispanic, whatever. But again, I just, I, I just try to explain myself to them, you know, without, again, not, with, not without sounding like a, I don't want to sound like a TED talk, but I just kind of do my stuff and explain my culture. And it's, it's, it's cool to see them react to stuff they know nothing about, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like, like what you were saying, like, you know, New York City to Poughkeepsie, you you know, a hundred percent crowd, but we, you know, what the way, what the world we live in now, everybody just has access to everything. Yeah, yeah if, if you're if you're regardless, ignorant regardless now, of where you are, yeah. yeah, if you're ignorant now, like you're, yeah. you have dial up. Okay, you know what I mean, like there's, <laughs> there's, there's, you have dial up and cricket wireless. Okay, if you are, mm-hmm. if you are stupid, like there's no other, there's no way that you can be completely oblivious to everything at this point, you know? Right. Um, so there's no excuse for stuff like that. I mean, again, this goes back to what I was telling you about, you know, people stealing jokes, right? It's like, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, you have access to it. So there's really no excuse. You're lying, you know, because it's it's at your fingertips, you know? So you don't have to go to the library to go double check stuff. Like if you're being ignorant now, you're willfully being ignorant, you know? Um, it takes more energy to, to avoid technology than it does to actually use it, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a totally different world than when in 2001, when I started, I mean, all the way up to like, when did smartphones come out? I don't even remember 2012, maybe 11 or 12. Um, I think maybe before that. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about like with camera phones and stuff, you oh, know, camera, like, okay, 11 yeah. or 12, 13, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Somewhere but, on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But before that, man, like, I mean, yeah, from performing back then it's just yeah i mean look now like if i like back in the day if i was like okay you know who was that guy that did the wrote the theme to that to the nba on nbc who was that i would <laughs> i'd have to find yeah. a friend that knew that that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. now i could just type it into google and it, there it is like it's helped out with my writing when it comes to like references like hey i want to write this joke about yogurt what's that yogurt called i can just type in types of yogurt it like that's what I use the internet for. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like going to the library for me. It, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it, it's the equivalent. I always say it like this. It's like, it's so much easier to be a rapper now because you can type in what word rhymes with engine, you know, <laughs> That's true. like Eminem couldn't do that. Andre mm-hmm. couldn't do that. Wu-Tang couldn't do that. Like they had to like, they had to sit there and think about what words they had in their vocabulary. Like that's why you had to read as a, uh, the best rappers were the most well-read ones. Cause you absorbing vocabulary, but now you can literally just type in how many words rhyme with foot and you can just, that's why there's so many rappers. Now, if you've noticed, there's so many, everybody has a SoundCloud. Everybody has an album. It's because you literally can just type it in and it, there's really no thought process of like, what's my ex- experience? What, what do I know? What do I not know? You know? Um, so, Anybody who's dumb now, I just, I don't, I have even more or less, even more 
little respect, if that makes any sense, even more or less respect, whatever it is. You know what I well, mean? Well, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, and you, you, I don't think you can be because it's just the the technology. So one, you know, I guess last question I want to ask you because you've been so gracious with your time with us here tonight. Thank you so much. No, no, dude. Thanks for, for having that. me. Thanks for having me. No, yeah. I mean, I've been uh, I've been following you for a while ever since I saw you on that um. The Russell Peters presents oh. on Showtime. I started following. Like, oh, yeah, because you know, another brown comedian. I yeah. mean, that's that's what we want more brown representation. Yeah, I mean, and, it's yeah. it's it's why me and him bonded so much because for, yeah. you know, we were you know, we weren't the. I mean, he was the first, but I mean, I'm not one of the first. But like, he knows I love stand up. He knows I love just telling jokes, and he knows that I genuinely like to do it. And you know, he meets people now who just are just trying to be famous or trying to be him. You know. Not because they actively want to say something and do something, or or have something to say, you know. So, I'll tell you a funny story about that that special man. So, like, yeah. we recorded that in two thousand ten, and uh, in January of two thousand no, January two thousand ten or January two thousand eleven, I can't remember, but it was a uh, like uh, it was a big deal because you know you know we you know I don't have an agent, man. So for whenever I got on TV and stuff like that was all because of my reputation. It wasn't for it wasn't because my agent called up and did this and booked Comedy Central. Like these, this is them wanting me because they actually want me, you know. And Russell wanted me on this show. He asked me if I would be on it, and so I'm super hyped about it. And like the night before, we're all like celebrating. I had just done a show, and we're all celebrating. And I was like, "Hey, man, I got to get a flight out at seven in the morning to go to LA for this taping." But we're like all drinking and stuff, and just like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like. Till like I'm like, hey man, I gotta go to my flight. My flight's at you know, my flight's at six. I gotta blah blah. I still gotta pack, blah blah. And I I just we we drank until the bar closed. I I, I get back <laughs> home. I get back home. Who knows what time it is, right? 2 33, whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just pass out. Okay. Uh only reason I woke up, because had ironically, you can look at it. Okay, this is me finding the silver lining in this very drunk. Jaeger-filled cloud, but <laughs> what you know, a good person would have been like, okay, shows you know, shows done at nine, go home, pack, wake up at six, go to your stuff, right? But because I got so drunk, I like passed out. The only reason I woke up at five thirty in the morning was because I had to throw up. Like, so I got <laughs> up. I didn't even make it to the bathroom. I threw up in my closet. I couldn't make it. <laughs> I threw up on, and I was like, and now you're wide awake, right? You can't just really go to, back to sleep when you, after you throw up on your shoes, right? I'm like, oh. And then I look at my watch. It's like 5.45. I'm like, oh, okay. I pack all my stuff and leave. And I'm like, had I not drank that much, I would have never woken up. Like I would just, <laughs> it was that extra shot of Jaeger that allowed me to vomit to make my flight to be on TV. So if you notice, there's at the very end of that special, when I get off, he goes, yeah, Paul likes to drink like a little bit way too much. He had no idea mm-hmm. that he he was right because I, I did have <laughs> I did have an issue. But he had no idea of that story. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have ever even been to that <laughs> to the uh, make it to the taping. So, so I thank Jaeger for it. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean. Dude. I mean, look, that's an but, awesome story, man. <laughs> if, I, if I had if I had taken one less shot, I wouldn't have had to pee. Yeah. And yeah. I would have, you know, you, I just would have missed my shot. It was an yeah, extra shot, Jaeger. If you believe in the universe, they were like, "Hey, man, just one more, and you're gonna throw up <laughs> in the morning and make your flight." I'm like, "All right, cool." So, 
Yeah, once you, I mean, once you wake up to do, I mean, you're not going back to sleep, right? So really? yeah. Any kudos to to the alcoholic who can throw up and go right back to bed. Kudos to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> dude, my my dog starts dry heaving. I'm wide awake, dude. So <laughs> so it's just so, it's, yeah. Good. No, no, the very the very like I, I want to get your thought on on. So it, it just seems to me like you take a lot of pride into you know writing jokes. So what are your thoughts on this? You know AI now about what AI can do for us and like. You think that's gonna maybe? I I, I, I think people's creativity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think people are gonna use it dishonestly. I Mm -hmm. I definitely think that. I mean, comics. The comics are already. We just talked about this before. Comics were already stealing jokes anyway. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and and a lot of them just want to be famous. A lot of them are just gonna type, dude. You know, again, financially, I'm not famous, but I'm famous enough to where you can type my my name into AI, and it'll write a joke. In, in my style or whatever, whatever AI deems my style. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of my buddies sent me a screenshot of it because he typed it into, he has to use it for work and he typed it in, Hey, write a joke in Paul Varghese's style. And according to AI, cause there's, there's going through file there, there, my style is talking about my dad and comparing it to Americans or something like it was something like that. But like, and it was, it was stupid. It was dumb. But like, uh, I mean, I personally wouldn't use it. Because I just mm-hmm. I like how I like the challenge of writing the stuff, but I can totally see people using it and 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 a lot of people not caring that they used it, you know, and saying stuff like, "Well, you still have to deliver it, and you still have to be on stage." I'm like, it's really one of the most overrated things about stand up is when people say you have to be brave and go on stage, and it takes a lot of talent to go on stage. It really doesn't. I'm telling you from a guy who was shy his whole life. Once you go up there a few times and you do well and you do bad and you know what the what both those feelings feel like, it's very easy to go back on stage. You know, it's the the fear that people have is, what if nobody laughs at anything? But once you have that happen a few times, <laughs> you get over it. You know, so um, it's definitely I I don't look forward to what it's going to do, as far as like my job goes. But again, all I can do is just that's kind of why I want to put out this the albums and special out you know by the end of next year Mm -hmm. you know just because when technology comes it's coming fast it's going to switch quick it's going to happen it's you know it's going to feel like it's overnight like next year a year from now we're just going to be using it for something that we don't even think about you know so i'd rather get all that stuff out before you know anything else but um i'm not i'm not very optimistic about what it would do creatively because i i know people will end up using it for and especially what's going to suck is it's the people who are already successful that are going to end up using it, you know, um, and nobody's going to care. And then I mean, at that point, if you're typing stuff into AI, I wouldn't be surprised if people are putting out two, three specials a year, you know, just, yeah. j- just to milk it. It doesn't, you know, it's gross. I can't do anything about it. Um, but, well, you know, especially with like, like what you just said there about, you know, uh, you know, write a joke in Paul Vergis's style. And, if you're a comedian and you become that famous or you can write a joke in you know that your style yeah all of a sudden now there goes your whole like ai is going to do the work for you yeah that's you okay. just have to go like stand and deliver yeah and that's what's gross so, about it you know and, and you know that's why i'm so dead set about stand up i feel like i'm one of again we talked about being an outsider i feel like i'm an outsider in that situation you know um because i don't see it as an advantage i i i, I love you know 
I feel I love the advantage of being able to look up stuff online, but I really don't. I, I'm not looking forward to where that takes people, especially people who just want to be famous. You know, I mean, once cameras got on phones, everybody wanted to be famous. You know, so like, it's a. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think very positively. Uh, positively. Positively. Is that right? Whatever. I don't think very positively of what, <laughs> what of what the applications for it are going to be when it comes to entertainment, even with music and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to wipe that out. But like, that's why I love stand up so much is like, I'm lucky to do this job. I'm lucky that they're paying me to do this because it's not an essential job. You know, it's not necessary. We're lucky to be doing this. So like, you know, it can easily be taken away and, and AI is going to be proof of that, you know? So. I mean, for people listening, when, when this does get released, mm-hmm. I mean, could you have had a more of an informative conversation so many wide range of topics <laughs> we we touched tonight man i mean oh, we went like, from john we went from john tesh okay yeah right. <laughs> to how to rent movies at an indian grocery store oh, come on, <laughs> i mean if, if you if you it's almost like you put just a bunch of random shit in a hat and you just pulled it out I'm like we're gonna talk about this now i'm like yeah okay. <laughs> exactly. and and i'm not even drinking i'm not even buzzed you should see you should get me when i'm buzzed we'll, we'll go all over the place dude you know, you know what? There might be a um, there might be another opportunity okay. on a bigger platform. Okay. Then I I don't want to announce it just yet because it's not confirmed. But okay. if it does come through, I will def I definitely want to. I definitely want you to come back. I think and- we I think we do need to talk about our uh, if the next something uh, sports related. Are you Yankees or Mets fan? Oh, Yankee fan. Okay, so like Yankees yeah. Rangers. Yeah, it should be interesting next year. I mean, it's not really a rivalry, so, but, you know. I, I mean, the the Yankees, I mean, that's like, for me right now, that would be like another three hours I can talk about what they have to do. So, <laughs> I mean. Look, just, just get Otani and figure it all out, man. I know, right? You know, I mean, that's, like, again, for the first time, I have all four teams in our city are competitive at the same time. So, not saying they can all win it, but, like, if you ever want to, like, if it ever becomes a rivalry somewhere out, somewhere yeah. out there, as soon as you guys release Daniel Jones one year into his contract, <laughs> you know, when you have the number two pick in the draft, she you know, never should have never given him a, a contract at all. But uh, you know, you're hearing yeah. the laugh of a man who has suffered with his local sports teams for so long. <laughs> so let me have my one sports giggle where I can just feel like I took over the world for one second. <laughs> Before we flame out in the playoffs, just need some hope. So, well, I mean, look, I'll, I'll be, I don't think, I think in the in the NFC this year, yeah, I think it's San Fran, Dallas, Philly, and, and Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Dallas but is in there that, in that order. That's like yeah. literally in this city. This city knows we can take Philly. You know, we can take them. San Francisco, we yeah. have no chance unless there's a massive injury. So we're just we're just all we're hoping Debo or Christian McCaffrey or Brock Purdy are gone. That's our only hope of winning, of getting a chance to win that thing. So it's uh, I'm not praying. I'm not praying yeah, for their demise. But if we make it to the Super Bowl, <laughs> one of those three guys got injured, and I'm not saying who injured them. Might have been an accident on a Saturday afternoon, the day before the game. Who knows? Some guy, in, <laughs> brown guy in a hoodie, walking through San Francisco. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just speculating, not saying anything happened or I know anything about it, but you know, if we have to go to San Francisco to win that game and 
God forbid Nick Bosa has some bad chicken curry the day before. I I can't <laughs> have anything to do with it. I'm just saying. You're welcome, Cowboys Nation. You're welcome. We can't block I, Nick and, Bosa. You know what? And not even like not even like a like a like a serious injury. Maybe just some uh, maybe just some like diarrhea. Intestinal. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. He can't make the. He just he feels dehydrated. He's not at a hundred percent. Yeah. I need my Debo Samuel at 30% and my Mosa <laughs> at 40%, and then we, then we have a chance. So, I mean, I, 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 I've been teasing the – well, I really wasn't teasing the clip, but I, I mentioned a clip from Paul from one of his – that I, uh, you know, illegally downloaded off uh, YouTube. So without Paul's permission, by the way, but I guess I have it now. Uh, so here we go. A clip from Paul. I'm not even going to try to last name because I screwed it up like five times no, 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 already. It's Varghese. Yeah. Just remember it's Varghese. Paul Varghese. Yeah. I think. I... So <laughs> let, let's, you know, <laughs> I'm so scared to say it. <laughs> so here we go. A clip from Paul. The last time I flew, I actually had this guy tap me on my shoulder and yell at me, told me to turn my iPod off. Yelled at me in front of all the passengers. It's embarrassing. I turned around. It was a black guy. And he's doing that thing that a lot of black guys have done to me in the past. They think if I'm not black, if they're aggressive, that I'll be and they yell at me, I'll be scared, intimidated, and back off. But I wasn't scared. I didn't back off. You know why? Because black guys are intimidating on the ground. I'm a brown man on a plane. This is where I intimidate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the sky is my hood. <laughs> you don't know if I'm listening to Matchbox 20 or instructions, okay? <laughs> Dude, you, you can actually hear like so that joke i wrote that joke in like i think i wrote it in like 09 after the situation happened because it actually happened mm-hmm. on a plane i didn't say that back to him obviously but yeah. <laughs> uh uh you can tell that joke is fresh it's probably about a year maybe a year or two old because i'm still a little nervous when i say it because i still kind of speak a little fast at the part about the black guy at the beginning mm-hmm. and i zipped through it because i was still like I mean, it, the joke worked. I knew the joke worked, but I was still, I mean, I was taping that for TV. So I was like, I don't know if they're even going to, this joke is either going to explode or it's going to completely just lay there, you know? I didn't have the confidence in it that I that I had, you know, years later doing that joke, you know? You can you can hear it in my voice. So, um, I mean, I'm sure that maybe they can't, but like I was zipping through that first part because I was like, oh, they're going to fucking boo me. So... <laughs> I I mean, there's so many like just just go search Paul on YouTube. There's there's like so many so much material that's just so hilarious, and I've always been a fan Thanks, of you man. ever since I saw you. Like I said, I saw you in that Showtime Russell Peters presents. Then you you popped up again with Fluffy. Yeah, and Gabriel with uh, Gabriel Iglesias. For those of you who don't know who Fluffy is, if you don't know who Fluffy is, well, I don't know. That's yeah, what are you, what are you using the internet for yeah. if you don't know what Fluffy yeah. is? I know, right? <laughs> you know, actually, I think last time I talked to him, he had mentioned that if you type in Fluffy, he's the first thing that pops up. Not the verb, him. I don't even know if that still exists. I haven't looked it up, but he like the word you type type in the word, the definition doesn't pop up. He pops up, but I don't know if that's I'm I'm too lazy to go use the internet right now, even though I'm on the internet right now. <laughs> but, Supposedly, yeah. Sometimes you know, you just don't want to open a new browser, like at a, <laughs> a new, yeah, new tab. I mean, you know, exactly. So that that should be your <laughs> listeners, uh, your uh, their their homework. Type in Fluffy and see if 
a Mexican man shows up. Oh, man. <laughs> typical Indian, Paul, wanting to give people homework. Wanting to be <laughs> typical Indian over here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if people, I don't, look at, look at, it's, that's why, it's why I do jokes about Indian grocery stores in the redneck cities. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, <laughs> you don't need to laugh, you need to learn. Okay, I'm here to teach people. <laughs> so, I mean, this has been one of the, my, like, my most fun chats to ever do because, you know, I feel like I had a structure, but we really there was no structure. We just went from topic to topic, and like, well, feel free to edit yeah. most of it out. I I, I won't get mad. <laughs> no, I I'm definitely keeping them about the Malayalam because it's a uh, it's it's nostalgic for me, you know, about the ledgers and I, 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 feel, like, I feel like I'm gonna listen to it like a week from now. It's gonna be the NBA and NBC theme song. My clip, and thank you so much for joining us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to type in Fluffy to find out if Gabriel Glacius <laughs> is more famous than the word itself. <laughs> so, oh, man. I mean, Such a blast. This is yeah. four different podcasts. You, you can start an Indian grocery store podcast, and this you can chop it up and make 10 minutes of that, the first episode. I mean, uh, so, okay. So, <laughs> you've been so gracious. I, I don't want to, uh, you know... I don't know if you have any plans. If you eat, had dinner yet, I don't want to you know, disrupt that or anything like that. I'm the dogs. They're scratching at the door. Like a- oh, okay. But, you know, there was something we used to do last year, and we'll end on this. Okay. It was called uh, a rant session. Okay. And basically, it was we. there was four of us on the show, and we just would, like, at the end, we just ranted about anything that was bothering us. Okay. Anything that we – so, Paul – I want to give you the opportunity to end this show with something with a rant. With a rant, anything, anything you want to rant about, anything, anything. I Here's want. your time. Anything. anything I want to rant, man. This is you should have told me this before. Um, <laughs> no, like I'm in like in a really good space right now, so I don't know. Oh. Oh, I will, I will say this. You know, um, uh, I really don't. So I was depositing money today, and I, and I'm not. This is not even just a funny thing. This is just. I don't understand that they don't they don't put all the money in the account at once. Like mm-hmm. at least Chase doesn't. They choose like a weird percentage of money to put in at first, and uh, you don't get the full amount until like another twenty four hours. I don't I don't know what I don't know what the rest of the money is. What they're I don't know what why they're only holding that up. But like so today I was looking at my bank account and I was like, why is my checking account so low? I was like, what I thought, and so I'm looking it up and it's just. And I'm like, it didn't make any sense. And like, I was like, I was like pissed the whole day. And then I go back and I look and I, I realized I wasn't looking at my checking account. I was looking at my savings account and my checking account was had the check on hold. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. It's still all coming in. And then I got mad because I realized, well, then fucking how low is my savings account? That I was, that I was upset. <laughs> then I got just depressed. I went from angry to depressed. I was like, oh. Like, how dare I have so little money to save me in case the world collapses? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not scared about that, obviously. But uh, you know, that's 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 the one thing that I, I that I do hate about stand up is like I never get paid right after a good show. I always have to wait a couple of days to get paid, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish like I kind of wish I had immediate gratification. You know what I mean? Like, hey, that was really hilarious. Here's eight hundred dollars. I'm like, thank you. You know, but I don't do that. It's like two, it's like two days later. I've forgotten all about it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that's great that you appreciate me now. But, um, 
No, I have, I've got that, dude. I'm, I got nothing to complain about, man. The life is good. The dogs are annoying, but they're dogs, man. They're, that's, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm all they have, which is very sad for them. But that's, they're, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I need to, you know what? I need to do a show in New York, man, so you can come by a show. Staten Island's, full, Staten, Staten Island, Long Island are full of South Indians. I mean, I mean, I was just going to say that. I mean, hey, Staten Island, we've got a ton of um, <laughs> Malayalams. Ton is of that what you call Malayalams? No, no, Malayalam is a language. Malayalam is, is a language. Ma- Ma- yeah, Malayalam is the language. Malayali is the yeah. person. Uh, Malayali, Malu, okay. Malu is us trying to act like... Yes, Malu. Oh, Malu, okay. That's yeah. what I've heard of Malu. Uh, Malu yes. Yeah, we just act, but that, you don't need yeah, to worry yeah. about that. Don't, don't. Just, just call them, just call them Um No, there's I, I haven't done a show. I haven't done a show in New York in probably four, not even four years. Probably longer than that. Probably six years. I've only done them in the city, only in Manhattan. I haven't done it in any other borough. I've only done it in Midtown. So um, yeah, Manhattan. Yeah, Manhattan's really where you'll find the um, like most of the comedy clubs, clubs. The lower, on Queens, the lower east side and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually never been to Staten Island either. Yeah, not many people have. It's like the, uh, it's the forgotten borough of the five boroughs. Yeah. Like everyone knows about the Bronx and Queens and Brooklyn and Manhattan. Yeah. But, but we just, we're just forgotten out here. So, <laughs> so what, what borough are you guys considered? Yeah. So, yeah, we're Staten Island. That's what we're called. But, um, I mean, so it's, it would be, it's, 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 yeah. wait, it's Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn, the Bronx, Manhattan, Yonkers, and Queen. And Queens. No, no, uh, Queens and Staten Island. So those oh, are the, those, that's the gotcha. The five boroughs and Yonkers is like uh, considered like kind of like the beginning of upstate New York. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to. Des- I don't want to mean. Yeah. I don't want to. De- de- uh, I don't want to disrespect you guys by saying Yonkers is one of them. That's my fault, man. So the only reason oh, I know no, upstate <laughs> is the only reason I know upstate is because I used to do. I used to do Marist. In Poughkeepsie, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done upstate yeah. schools, mm-hmm. um, and then so I used to work with Joan Rivers too, and we did a, we did a, oh wow, okay, we did a theater in, yeah. I want to say it was Long Island, the Paramount or something, I don't know what it was, I can't remember, okay, but we did some theater upstate or close to upstate, Long Island's not upstate, but somewhere upstate. Um, I've only done shows. I mean, I've done shows in the city, obviously, but like. I've only done shows in Manhattan, and then everything else was upstate New York. So, yeah, I mean, if you're ever if you're ever down here, of course, I definitely want a front. Well, not a front row because then I, I really don't want to be. Uh... Oh, I, I, oh, 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 I won't make fun of you. I don't. I don't talk to the front row at all, dude. If you ever see me talking, if you ever see any clip ever online of me mm-hmm. talking to the crowd, there's two things that happen: they heckled me, or I was mm-hmm. hammered. One of the two. Those are the only two reasons I would ever talk to anybody. I don't care how long you've been together. I don't care what you do for. I don't give a shit. We can talk about that after the show. I don't. Yeah, you know, I, I got jokes about Indian grocery stores and movie ledgers to talk about. Okay, I got, I got pressing issues <laughs> that I need to do. So, I mean, you know what? If you're up for it, we need to. Maybe we should combine forces and uh, write a comedy series. We could like a web series. Yes, we could. we could. Yeah, I, I, you can bring your the South Indian, and I, I'll bring the like the Caribbean flair to it. Yeah, and you'll bring the uh, you'll bring we'll bring the South Indian, you know, like kind of like we, a Buzz and Buddies thing, you know, like a- <laughs> we we can spend a whole episode uh, with me bitching to you about why do you call it 
curry chicken and not chicken curry. We can just do that. What's up with that? No, that, 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 it, so that's a big debate because in Trinidad, in Trinidad, <laughs> they call it curry chicken. Uh-huh, yeah. But when in Guyana, they call it chicken curry. Oh, okay. Yeah, because because you're so, more in, you're more Indian than island. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, I know. Trust me, I know. Like I'm saying, like yeah. curry. When it, like, have you ever had curry goat? I'm, I've had goat curry, and I'm not dyslexic. So what are you talking about? <laughs> so I get it. We could spend the whole episode. Yeah. Talking about Just that. one episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, you know, what's so funny is that <laughs> since I started doing this um podcast. Uh huh. I'm like running into people and I'm just like running my, all my ideas past. <laughs> That's good. So it's, this really isn't like a podcast. It's just me trying to get my ideas out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, like uh, the last guy, uh, the last before, yeah, I mean, I mean, the, la- the last person that I interviewed, uh, oh, it's a guy named Obed Kadwani. Okay. And he was, uh, so he did like, like, he did some appearances in a Bollywood movie and two Bollywood movies and, he was in um he's done work with like Robert De Niro and stuff. Okay. And like so yeah, so he's done all of that. And like the whole interview was just me just trying to become his agent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so trying to figure, trying to, figure, out, trying to yeah. figure out how to get certified and what yeah. class you gotta go to. Now, now I'm trying to get my comedy ideas uh to run by you, you know. No, no, but I'm serious. I think we should. I think if we wrote a series together about the, you know, the ledger and, um, <laughs> you know, some Malayalam movies, yo. <laughs> Dude, I went, as soon as I get this grocery store chunk finished, because it's, it's, I've only done it a few times. Uh, I've done it uh, in front of Indian audiences, obviously, but I've done it a few times in front of like white audiences and black audiences, and mm-hmm. it gets a good response, but it's not finished yet. As soon as it gets finished, I'll send you a clip of it. It, you'll, if I can get this joke to go viral, it would be the most ridiculous thing for me telling a bunch of white, white and black people about Indian grocery stores. You'd be like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it would, it would be my best, my biggest crowning achievement comedically to be able to do a joke about ethnic grocery stores to a bunch of people who have never stepped foot in an ethnic grocery store. Well, so. I, I'll tell you this right now. If you write it, if you write it and we can film it, yeah, I can get you a grocery store. <laughs> I can get you actors. I, yeah. So if you want to do that, dude, we you, can discuss this. Dude, yeah. The way you're talking, you already sound like an agent, man. <laughs> so you write the script, Bo. I got the set design. I got the. I got a dude who has a camera. You got everybody. I, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> you don't need your yeah. friend to bathe, man. You are an agent, dude. <laughs> you got it. You know a guy. You know a guy. I know. I uh, yeah. Well, you know, Staten Island is uh, kind of a uh, known as a mafioso place. Which, uh, oh, really? so, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah. So I I know some guys. <laughs> we know some guys. So uh, <laughs> if you don't know a guy, you know a guy who knows a guy. Yes, I yeah. I know a guy who knows a guy who knows. <laughs> yeah, no. But if, like, if you want to, like, if you want to take some of your and this, I'm I'm leaving all this in here. So for record, for the record, okay, I got you. So when we, uh, whenever you're listening, if you wanna, if you wanna film this, I'm your guy. I got you. Okay, I got, you. I got the actors. I got the camera. Okay, let me get yeah. this joke. Let me get this joke to work first, and then we'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah, then we'll figure. All right. Well, Paul. I think you should start working on this thing right now. Make it work. Uh, <laughs> you got a you got a deadline for me. 
I don't want to show up to your house with a baseball bat, pal. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I got you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, would, I would just assume you're a Rangers fan and get excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a video right there. <laughs> Somebody whooped my ass with the Rangers bat. I'm like, so where were you in game five? Like that. <laughs> He's like choking my girlfriend out. He's like, oh, remember when Adolis Garcia hit that home run in game six? <laughs> exactly. That's that's. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. This has been so much fun, man. But, I mean, thank you so much for your time, Paul. This has been so amazing. And- of course, man. Ed- edit this down to a good 20 minutes, man. 20? No, this this whole thing is staying up, man. So, too much brilliance. I can't edit this brilliance out. Okay. Like, you know, um, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. Whatever works for you, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Definitely. All right. As you, as I always say, guys, all good things must come to an end. This was so much fun to talk to Paul. You know, the, you know, the, the king of comedy when it comes to, in Dallas. I was going to say when it comes to Dallas, but no in Dallas the king of comedy and who knows maybe you'll see us together in a skit um (laughs) that written by Paul (laughs) so yeah no pressure no no pressure but yeah (laughs) so for myself Prakash for Paul Varghese did I say it right you nailed it I nailed it. Finally, it only, took only you an hour and forty nine minutes and twenty six seconds. <laughs> All it did for us, I say, ciao for now. I'll catch you on the next one. And you know, Paul, we are doing do big things together, man. For sure, man. Thank you so much for having me. No problem, man. All right, guys. Bye for now. <laughs>